Welcome to iHope. We're here to bring encouragement and comfort from the Bible so that you can have a more hope-filled life. We are so glad you joined us here today, and we invite you to embark on this journey of discovery of the power of God's Word and how it can shape our lives each day. So listen in and join us as we explore how the Bible can provide hope and direction in our lives. Hello, friends, and welcome to our I Hope podcast, and I have continued to enjoy listening to the podcast from the past and also have enjoyed studying and looking at some great truths to be able to bring hope to you each and every week. And I hope that you've been enjoying the podcast and want to encourage you if it has been a blessing to you or if you're just tuning in as you listen and you are encouraged to share the podcast with other people and Uh, Certainly, I hope that you are finding hope, and that's the purpose of what we're doing. And we've been going through the Bible. We've been listening and tuning into the Word of God, starting in the book of Genesis and understanding what God has for us. And so I hope that you have hope. Uh, Certainly, this time of the year where we are recording right now has been pretty interesting. It's been beautiful weather here in Louisiana, a little bit cooler than sometimes it has usually been. And sometimes we think about weather, and weather has its ups and downs. And no matter matter what you may be facing right now as you're listening to this, no matter where you may be, and no matter what the weather is, uh, certainly you can find hope in the Lord. And that's where we are right now. If you take your Bible, if you happen to have it, you can look there and find the specific address of Jeremiah 31. And I'm going to look at verse number 17 in just a moment. As we think about hope and what God has for us, I am so thankful to have His hope every day. And I and praying that you have that hope. Certainly, we think about this time of the year, we celebrated Easter and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and how he died on the cross for us. And Jesus brings the ultimate hope. And Jeremiah is a prophet who several hundred years before Jesus came, he had hope in the coming kingdom of Jesus Christ and knowing that the Messiah was going to come and salvation was going to come. And we're going to see that in our passage. It actually kind of leans into it and shows us that the Messiah was going to come. There's going to be something different that God is going to do. And Jeremiah, up until this point, he's largely been a prophet of doom and gloom. And we don't really like to hear the doom and gloom things, but we know that God chastises us and he allows some of those dark and difficult days to come into our lives because of sin. And I hope that uh, you'll take to heart those times where God's trying to maybe get your attention and try to steer you the right way to be able to follow him. And certainly God was trying to get the attention of the Jewish people there in uh, the southern kingdom of Judah. Uh, The northern kingdom had already been taken captive by the Assyrians. And here... Jeremiah is trying to tell the people, hey, uh, the king of Babylon is on his way, and he is going to take over the city of Jerusalem. The king didn't like the message. The people didn't like the message. They try to kill Jeremiah. They try to put him into prison. In fact, they do. Um, But Jeremiah keeps on preaching the message that God has for him. Interestingly, if you knew that your city that you lived in or your country was going to be destroyed, would you buy property? Interesting. You probably wouldn't because you know that the value of it's going to change substantially. Well, Jeremiah, before we even get into Jeremiah 31, and the next chapter over, Jeremiah 32 and 33, we can see how it was that Jeremiah was going to apply the prophecy that he knew. In fact, God challenged him and encouraged him. Uh, Jeremiah's uncle comes to him and he basically says, hey, I've got a piece of property to buy. And Jeremiah's like, should I buy it? God tells him to buy it. And why would you buy a piece of property if you know that 
it's going to fall into the hands of an invading country. Well, Jeremiah knew that there was a promise, and we find that promise in our own lives today as well. Jeremiah 31 is an interesting chapter. It is written just before the Babylonians siege or lay siege to the city of Jerusalem they're about to destroy it. But we know that uh, the Israelites or the Jewish people knew that uh, Babylon was on their way. And this is what Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 31 in verse number 17, And there is hope in thine end, saith the Lord, that the children shall come again to their own border. So what is he saying? Essentially, the Babylonians are going to lay siege to the people of Jerusalem. They're going to destroy the city of Jerusalem. They're going to take the princes and the people who are in the city who are considered to be smart and wealthy and people who are industrious and scientific and creative, and they're going to be taken to the land of Babylon. A remnant of people is going to stay in Jerusalem, but the city is going to be destroyed. Uh, the temple artifacts and things that are used for the temple sacrifices and stuff are going to be removed as well. They're going to go to Babylon, and so many things are going to change. But Jeremiah had this word and this promise from God that eventually in time, what's going to happen is God's people are going to come again to their own border. So the big question is, is how are the people going to get back to their own border? Well, we can see in Scripture there's going to be a prophecy that shows that the people of Judah are going to be taken captive for about 70 years. Daniel understands this. He shows some of the times and future things that are going to happen. Wonderful study. We don't quite have the time to get into that right now, but we can see how it's going to happen. And he builds, Daniel does, builds on the prophecy of Jeremiah. So it's really, really cool to see how that works out. The other thing that we see is you continue on in Jeremiah 31, what happens is, is God shifts, and he starts to share uh, through Jeremiah some great truths, and one of the things that he's going to introduce is in verse number 31. So building on how things are going to change and what God is doing, God has this amazing plan. By the way, know that you're a part of that amazing plan that God is trying to do. So realize that no matter what's going on in this world, even if you have the Babylonian army surrounding you and this world starts to change in significant ways, you still have hope in God. What happened? What was God going to do? Chapter 31, verse 31 says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was an husband unto them, saith the Lord. So remember this way back in the book of Exodus, that God led the Israelites out of the land of Egypt, where they were for 400 years. I think you remember that. Then it says in verse number 33, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will do what? Put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his neighbor saying, know the Lord. For they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. Well, I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. We praise the Lord for this great truth. Jeremiah understood that in the future, God was going to do something different. There's going to be a shift. There's going to be a change. And it's going to be several hundred years later from the time of Jeremiah. But we can see what happens is the land of Judah, the country is going to be invaded. They're going to go to the land of Babylon. They're going to come back. But 
they're still not quite going to be following the Lord the way that they need to. So eventually, what's going to happen is God is going to provide himself a savior, a new covenant, a new relationship that God is going to have with his people, by which we understand even today how it has been opened up for you and me, no matter who we are, whether we are Jewish or whether we are a Gentile, uh, non-Jewish person, that we can know God and we have that relationship with God in our hearts. Someday, the king is going to come back. Christ is going to rule and reign on his throne from the literal city of Jerusalem. But until that time happens, know this, that God can rule in your heart. We're going to have that relationship with him if we know Jesus Christ as our Savior. So I want to encourage you to be thinking about this wonderful truth from Jeremiah 31 and verse number 17. Despite what may be going on, again, disaster, bad promises, I guess you could say, when it comes, you start to look at the economy, we start to look at the world and some of the bad things that may be going on, but hey, there is still hope. Keep looking to the Lord and keep on trusting in Him. We're eventually, I, I mentioned to you that in chapter number 31, the Babylonians are going to encircle the city of Jerusalem. It's going to be besieged. It's going to be destroyed. And soon, what happens is, is Jeremiah is an eyewitness to the destruction of Jerusalem, and he's going to write and remind us about what happened as he writes the next book, which is the book of Lamentations. So the book of Jeremiah and the book of Lamentations go together. And Lamentations doesn't sound so good, does it? It's lamenting. It is sobbing. It is uh, disaster that is happening, and Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. And Jeremiah tells us about it. Remember, we talked about Jeremiah is oftentimes pictured as a doom and gloom preacher. There's a lot of doom and gloom, but in the, in the midst of the doom and gloom, there is such bright hope because of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who shines his grace in our hearts and our lives. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing a little bit and transitioning from the book of Jeremiah into the book of Lamentations. Next time, we'll be here with Charlie, and we'll have a little bit of time to be able to transition and connect, connect these dots between Jeremiah and Lamentations to help you to see that even in the midst of the disaster, in the book of Jeremiah, disaster is coming. In the book of Lamentations, disaster came, and what is God doing through it? So we're going to see some of those things. So no matter where you are today, I hope that you'll find that hope. Again, let me remind you of that verse, Jeremiah 31, 17, and there is hope in thine end. What is your hope? I want to ask you that right now. What are you trusting in right now? What is your hope? Are you trusting in the world, trusting in the economy? Uh, are you trusting in riches? Are you trusting in an education? All those things fail and fall away. But we have hope in the Lord. So turn to him, keep finding that hope. The word of God reminds us that, that thy children shall come again to thine own board. There's promise that in the future we will be with God forever. Ultimately, that's the final fulfillment of what God has for us. But find that hope. Keep trusting in him. Keep looking up. We know that Christ is coming again soon. So God bless you. Look forward to the next time that we'll be able to connect together with our I Hope podcast. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you've been encouraged by I Hope, why not share it with a friend or leave us a review? Until next week, God bless.